Welcome to another edition of Inside the Economy. I'm Larry Howes. Thanks for joining me. I want to talk about consumer price index, CPI, and housing. Pretty much just those two. A lot of information reported in the numbers. Headline inflation is now up 2.6. Core, however, when you take energy and food out of headline inflation, out of headline CPI, you end up with core inflation. It's still down at 1.6. A lot of fanfare about it's above two now for a variety of reasons, and I'll talk about some of those reasons here in a minute. Initial jobless claims are down, dropped a hundred or so thousand. However, the unemployment number is still at six. Long-term unemployment or full employment is probably three, three and a half. I'm guessing it'll take a year to get there. Oil, 63. And there's been a slight boom in the bond market, meaning yields have come down, prices have come up. Mortgages have come down a little bit. We've gone all the way from 3.2 down to 3.0. A lot of drama in the mortgage market. And mortgage applications continue to be down. That's about three months in a row. Consumer starts here. Retail sales went through the roof. Big numbers. A lot of that is pent-up consumer demand, people tired of sitting around with lots of money in the bank. And you know what I mean by lots of money in the bank? We talked about M2 a couple of times. M2 savings and checking accounts is about $20 trillion. There's a lot of money in the bank. So they went out and spent a little all the way to about $600 billion. Not a lot compared to $20 trillion that's actually available. It's just a little bit of consumerism. Not a lot. Renting cars, buying a little bit of gasoline. Some of this is home improvements. It's appliances, even though they're waiting. Improvements, that kind of thing. But it isn't that there's frantic retail buying or a lot of, gee, I've got to go out and get it now. It's simply a matter of there's a little space available. People are out buying little stuff. Good numbers. As a reminder, there really is excess savings in the system. This is hugely important. A year ago, when the first round of stimulus came out, a lot of that money was simply saved. It saved some people to pay rent and buy food. But we're on round three now, and Washington is considering round four. There's a lot of money in the system already. The system and the economy for the vast majority of the people don't need any more money. They don't need any more stimulus. I know it's politically advantageous to go round four. I don't know what it's going to do other than add more to what we already have, which is a big number. Here's CPI. The red is headline 2.6. The media is really having a lot of fun with that because it's a big number. It's bigger than it has been a long time, kind of, two years. Core inflation still 1.6. It's uh, probably a more important number than headline. The point is there are a couple of things that are very important in this headline calculation. It's gasoline, not necessarily usage. Gasoline and fuel in other forms. That number was calculated based on what's called a base calculation now. A year ago, gasoline was in the process of dropping like a rock. So this latest calculation is based upon when it was there and where it is now. 
And what's going on right now is the standard annual switch over to summer grade gasoline, more ethanol and other oxygenators going into the fuel, which costs money. And it's always bumped up the price of gas, 25, 30 cents a gallon, just because of that blend. Didn't happen last year. So we have a very low number a year ago and a relatively high, not out of the ordinary number now. So it really looks dramatic. It isn't the fact that gasoline is being used more. I don't think we're gonna drop nearly as much compared to last year. There is a lot of people out driving. They're doing their vacation money instead of the Mediterranean. They're driving around the countryside and finding rental cars, rare and very expensive. Well, a year ago, the rental car companies, when the lights went out, sold 30,000 of their inventory and it's been slow in replacing that since a lot of the fleet cars are waiting for chips, supply chain problems. Okay, housing is the other side of the coin. Medium price is way up, especially in places like Denver. Availability is way down, especially in places like Denver. There's a lot of people moving out of San Jose, Portland, moving to Denver. Austin gets a lot of press and a lot of people are moving there, but once again, Denver is number one for IT-oriented moves. Slightly better place, I guess, I don't know. But a lot of what's going on in the marketplace, meaning homes are selling for 110% of their asking price, or is people just saying, I made $900,000 on a two-bedroom bungalow in San Jose, and I don't mind buying a three-bedroom little house in Inglewood for half a million dollars. I've got plenty left over. Again, lots of money in the system. There's not that many units out there for sale, so let's go out and build some new ones. And building permits for single-family homes are up. Uh, Multi-family homes, and the term is density buildings, is really what you see more of in Denver than anything else other than teardowns and rebuilds. Affordability is very different than what it was in 2007 and 2008. Rates are way down. That's the red. Affordability is way up. That's cash in the system. It isn't lack of money that's keeping anything going here. It is basically a lot of what's going on in the system right now came from this. This is a report that Freddie Mac put out literally last Friday. It's been horribly misquoted in the Wall Street Journal, a few other places, saying all the places that people want to buy homes, there's nothing available. There's a little bit of truth to that. There are some places that have surplus. There's a little bit of truth to that. But you have to read the whole report, and it says they're talking about low-income housing, basically homes under 1,400 square feet. Question, are there a lot of homes like that in Denver on the market? No. A lot of the homes like that that are sold in Inglewood and Commerce City and places like that, do they ever make it to the market? No. They're at 110, 115% of their asking price. That's how long they last in the marketplace. Again, just like the San Jose example. You come with a lot of money, it doesn't matter if the place costs a half million dollars. You're going to fix it or tear it down anyway. Okay. Finally, a couple of questions. Uh, gee, is my state and local government, are they really poor? Do they have a horrible reaction to what's going on with COVID and so on and so forth? Well, no. There were a lot of municipalities and states that got rid of a lot of their employees 
restricted some services, so on and so forth, in anticipation of having a negative rate of growth in their revenues like 2008 and 2009. Well, that clearly didn't happen. You look at all the revenue numbers so far from the states and most localities, they not only didn't lose money, their rate of growth wasn't great, but it's better than a lot of years. Not a lack of money in government. It's gonna be part of this debate on where infrastructure goes in the next four or five months. Again, a lot of that's not gonna be federally funded. It's gonna be local municipal bonds, that kind of thing. There'll be more on that later. Okay, that's enough for now. I appreciate you joining me. And as always, questions, send them to info at shwj.com and I'm happy to get to them. And thank you, I'll see you in a couple of weeks.